0: Hey, Senda.
1: Hey, Phil.
0: Do you want to talk about bonding the party?
1: Isn't that your job? What? Yeah, it sounds like a campaign thing.
0: Oh, right. Sorry. Yes, a campaign thing. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Panda's Talking Games. I'm one of your previously any nominated hosts, Phil,
1: and I am your other previously any nominated host, Senda.
0: You're like more recently it any nominated pretty recent, host.
1: but yes, but but it's still previous.
0: You're still, any, you're still any nominated forever.
1: Okay, well, we're both any nominated forever.
0: Tonight's topic comes from a friend of the show, friend in general, just all around nice guy, GM Gerrymander, who asks,
1: I am getting ready to start a new campaign and my group is going to do some session zero. The Dungeon World bonds are okay, but kind of specific. So what do you recommend for a GM to give players as bonds or as a source of common goal? This happens a lot when we get one player who wants to go weird or play at the edge of the genre. For example, someone who wants to play the Dark Knight, Punisher, or early 80s Wolverine in a four-color comic game, or the person who wants to play the Necromancer in a high fantasy game, etc. So what are some tools and suggestions for GMs and especially players for Session Zero to help bring the party together?
0: This is a great question, and bonds is a great topic for tonight.
1: Yeah, as a quick aside for the other part of Jerry's question, we actually did an episode on lone wolf characters that might provide some insight for those specific types of characters that he's referring to. It's been a little while, but it was episode 79, Howl, We Talk About Lone Wolves. And yes, I'm very proud of myself for that title. Howl. Howl.
0: All right. So tonight we're going to talk about creating bonds between characters. And we're going to look at them in the way that Jerry asked with suggestions for GMs and players.
1: Yeah, so in order to do that, we need to talk a bit about character bonds. And to do that, our Definition Panda is going to set up some terms for tonight. So, my lord, Definition Panda.
0: Yes, thank you, Lady Panda. (laughs) Character bonds are connections between characters which create a shared narrative between those characters. And it's often over an event that occurred before the game started. This is like a really session zero kind of thing. We'll get to a point later. We'll talk about bonds can actually also occur during play. But uh, we're staying kind of tight to to Jerry's uh, question tonight. Now, there are a number of modern games that include mechanics for creating bonds.
1: Yeah, there's like lots more than we can really list in one go. But here are some quick, quick examples, right? So there's the Fate Trio, right? Yep. Dungeon World bonds, obviously. That's how the mechanism has become known as bonds because that's what Dungeon World calls them. Hydro Hacker operatives have neighbors, which is cool. Forbidden Lands have relationships. Um, yep. I just finished playing Fiasco, and that one is also relationships.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: Yeah. And All great. right.
0: The anatomy of bond is pretty simple.
1: Right. So you have two or more characters, often PCs, but it can involve NPCs, and they have a shared event or belief.
0: yeah um so let me do some quick examples so a shared event right core and bardak fought bravely against the white fang cult right that sounds i mean that's a shared event that a thing they did together yes and a belief and so if we're looking at this from from um from core's side bardak is ill-prepared for adventuring and will get us killed without my protection yeah okay Regardless of the um, structure, the effect is the same. It creates a linkage between two characters. And again, as we said before, often during session zero.
1: Right. Or whatever setup you take in the game. Right. So the linkage becomes something that the players can play off of as the game gets started. And then it can also introduce some elements into the campaign that the GM can tie into all the storylines in cool ways. And it can also, to Jerry's point, help introduce a goal or a shared goal for characters, like a reason for them to work together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just one last thing. In many games um, that have mechanisms for bonds, there's often um, some rules about how bonds can grow and change and how bonds can resolve, right? So they're not a thing that just gets fixed at the beginning of the game, like they can they can morph and change during, like at, like through play. Yeah, because
1: they're, they're not static.
0: Thank you. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Cool. So tonight, we're going to give some advice about creating good character bonds from both sides of the screen. Starting with Senda, who's going to tell us about the player perspective.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to bonding with other characters, here are just a couple of quick tips, right? So firstly, in creating bonds, right? If the game allows, try to create bonds with more than one character so that you can spread them out among multiple characters. Then you have more things to play off of, which is cool.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you get divided up or something, you have a chance to still have a bond with someone else in the group.
1: Right. You still have a reason to be there and it doesn't necessarily immediately push you into lone wolfitude.
0: Right. Or worst case, the person like the character that you bonded to gets killed
1: right exactly and then you're like why am i here i'm leaving right. um yes. okay, or so. even if that like player has to move away or like can't show up every time or whatever like you, you need to have more links
0: <laughs> yes absolutely.
1: right the other one is if you are going to have an antagonistic or contentious bond that's something that you actually have to work out with the player in advance so that you don't end up in a like an unexpected pvp sort of situation
0: yeah, if, if you're going to go down this route, and it is totally okay to go down this route, there's oh, it's, like- It's uh, sometimes very fun. Right, there's two things you have to do. So first of all, you got to consent. This, yes. Right, so you got to like go to the player and be like, hey, this is the kind of relationship I think we should have. Like, are you cool with that? Right, because some people right. aren't going to want to have contentious or antagonistic relationships, right? Like that that puts stress on them. Right. So um, So find somebody who's cool with that. And then the other part is, between the two of you, you have to figure out how to play this at the table, without without it being a disruption. Like if you won't go on the if you won't go on the adventure because the other player's going,
1: right? You have a and problem. every
0: right and every session is like, how do we get Joey to go on the adventure because Boring. Chad's going to be there, right? Yeah. Like, like that's a bad that's a bad bond. Yeah, right. Like bickering is okay. Um, rivalry is a great one because rivalry usually spurs you both to do like better.
1: Right. Frenemies.
0: Frenemies (laughs) is good. Yeah. Like those are really good. So find a way to make this not a disruption, but make it fun to play at the table. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, and then when you create a bond with a character, think about how that's going to affect your play and interaction with that character when you interact with them. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, your bonds should be shaping how you're going to play, like how you interact with that character. If like you create a bond and you're like, uh, mm. I don't know, like it doesn't really change how I'm going to interact with them. Like you have a shitty bond. Right. Like do something. Your bond. <laughs> yeah, your bond should be something like, oh, I'm very protective of them, or we're frenemies, so I never rush immediately to their aid but I never let them get like way in over their head.
1: Right. It should, it should give you something, an immediate way to react to that character without having to get like super deep on yeah. stuff. Like and if- this, this character is my, my son. Okay. So that gives me some immediate ideas about how I could play against that. Right.
0: Right. But if your bond is like, we came from the same hometown. I'm like, okay. Like you better figure out what that, Yeah, what like- does that
1: mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Right, like you came from the same hometown and nobody and and neither one of you cares or is it something like you came from like an iconic hometown like a Chicago, a Boston, a New York City where like that has a like like a significant effect right on like the way those characters interact.
1: Right. And they they, ha- okay. they have like shared culture or something. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so again, if you don't have a if you don't have a reason like if you don't know how you're going to play out this bond, You have a bad bond. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. So, which leads us directly into the next set of tips, which is about playing the bonds, right? So, the first one is, you don't have to play out the bond that you've created in every single interaction with that other character. Bring them up when it's appropriate. Sprinkle it in. Make make it felt. But, like, it doesn't have to be every sentence that you say to that character, right? Yeah. Then... Let your bonds grow and evolve over time. So sometimes the story directs it, and sometimes, you know, it just makes sense to evolve that relationship as you go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the bond that um, you created at the beginning of of play is immediately changed once you start playing the game. Right. And and so... If it changes, let it change. Like maybe you were best buds when you started out the campaign and now maybe you're like cool with each other, but you're not like you have other interests and maybe at some point you don't have that bond anymore.
1: Right. If if, if your best friend at the beginning of the game let your husband get murdered, they may not be your best friend anymore. And logically, you know, you got to let that go.
0: And maybe maybe
1: now you're frenemies. Like, right. (laughs) Anyway, the next tip would be creating new bonds with other characters or NPCs as the game develops, right? So that you're not stagnating with the bonds that you have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you see interesting new characters or an interesting event occurs and suddenly you're like, wow, like I never interacted with, you know, I never interacted with Jeff's character during the game. I think I need a bond with this character now because like we've had like a couple of shared adventures. Uh, and some really cool stuff has been developing.
1: Right. And sometimes when you make a bond in session zero, it doesn't work. Like sometimes you get to the table and as much as you thought it out and as much as you consented and as much as you talked about how it wasn't going to be disruptive or whatever, it either doesn't make sense in the actual story or maybe it literally just doesn't come up because it doesn't work in. Um, That's fine. Don't force it prune them between games create more relevant ones
0: right yeah absolutely absolutely like especially like with dungeon world you wind up having bonds with like a number of characters and then once you start playing you're you know suddenly you're like ah, uh, this bond has never come up before
1: right it's been yeah. three sessions and i still haven't done that change it up yeah cool okay so that's some advice from the player side of the screen what's going on on the other side of the table
0: Cool. As a GM, bonds are really more of a thing that we interact with because they're we we're not actually a, a player in the game to um, have a character that bonds to any other character. I'm going to look at this um, in terms of facilitator and consumer. Right. So as a GM, during that session zero, during the time when those bonds are getting created, you are a facilitator. So my first tip is make sure that all bonds are consensual. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a thing you can do from the outside perspective, and especially if a game has mechanics for bonds. If it's not very clear about it being consensual, sometimes people just start writing things down, and they're just like, "I need to protect you because you're helping, you're weakless, you know, you're weak and helpless in the dungeon." And it's like, "The fuck, I am
1: right." Like that right? wasn't like, my idea for this character at all. Right?
0: Like my characters, like my characters, a tank. Right? So right, me, like. Make sure as a GM to be like, hey, are you both OK with this bond? Right. And then, you know, like that question is just the facilitator style question.
1: Right. Um, And, and another really good example of really making sure that things are consensual is whenever you end up with characters who are in love relationships or intimate yes. relationships. Right. Then it's super duper duper key. And also probably like. Just as a side note, a good time to make sure that you've talked about lines and veils and what you're comfortable with coming up with at the table.
0: By the way, go back to um, Something Kissy This Way Comes, (laughs) uh, our episode on romance, because actually we talk a lot about setting up romances in the game. But you are absolutely right. A really dick move as a player um, is to be a dude at the table. And turn to the one woman at the table and be like, yeah. our character's in love. Yeah, like, no, fuck off. Dick move. Don't do
1: that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay.
0: Don't, don't, don't do that. In fact, if you're playing a one shot, as we talked about in Something Kissy, Which Way Comes? Don't actually do any romance. It never works right. Okay, anyway. Well, I mean, to Okay, ah, we won't get into this
1: go, conversation. It's the whole, there's a whole episode there's
0: where I make There's a whole episode that, where you
1: make this point. There's a point. whole
0: episode where... It's not, I not only make that point, but we also discuss all the caveats to that. Okay. Right.
1: Yes, because next I thing, have caveats.
0: As a facilitator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we covered them in the episode. Yes, carry All on. Right. Uh, next one question the players about their bond. So once they make a bond, ask a few additional questions about it. Ask them about their feelings. Like, how does it affect their feelings about the other character? How does it change their feelings for the rest of the party? Ask them questions about, like, maybe they created something like the White Fang cult. Like, ask some questions. Like, what is the White Fang cult? You want to mind that stuff, but you also don't want the players to just slap something together on the surface, right? Like as a facil- facilitator, you want to make them think a little bit more,
1: right? And 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 you really do want to mind that stuff. Like, what did you do that created this relationship? Where was it? Was anyone else involved? What were you doing it for? Right? Because that is all stuff that you can just tie right into the campaign.
0: Uh, which gets right to my next tip, which is once you have done that, scoop up all of this material because it is all campaign material that you can use
1: heck yeah it is and 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 as players name those things as you're asking them questions write that stuff down put it in your prep that these are love letters right those are things that characters are saying i care enough about this this is cool enough and it's involved in my relationships to these other characters i want to see it
0: yeah if your character and mine once defeated the white fang cult guess what?
1: We 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 want to see them back because exactly. that would be cool. Yep.
0: Absolutely. All right, cool. So now as a consumer, that is, when you now are facilitating the game, like you are the GM and you're playing the game and you want to like now actually use these bonds in your game, the first thing you do is put some pressure on them.
1: Right. So have like two characters bonded, right? Threaten one of them and then watch what the other one does because You get to see that bond in action, right? And then it also gives you the opportunity to remind them of their bonds if necessary. So if you put one under pressure and the other one is supposed to be protecting them and they said they were going to, and you're like, I'm going to fire an arrow at this character. And the other player is like, sure, whatever. I'm like, don't you care about this person you're supposed to protect? That oath that you swore? You know, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. In fact, if you're playing Fate, you can actually just compel Compel. right across that... You can just put a compel right on that bond. So good. Yep. Cool. Um, the other one is pull. Again, we talked about scooping up all those details from you know when we when we asked questions about the bonds. Now put them in. Right. Right. Like so. So this is the call and response. Right. Right. So the player put out the call by you know naming the you know like the White Fang Cult. Right. Your your job is to now put the White Fang Cult in the game.
1: Right. As an antagonist somewhere. Yeah have them show up in the same town so that those two players can freak out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like if if the if they go to town after an adventure and they find a White Fang cult member. Yeah. Like, you know, drama engaged. Yeah. All right. Super good. Last tip. Yes. If your game does not have a mechanism for evaluating and changing bonds, then create a, a place for that in your end of session procedure. So, A lot of games that have formalized bond structures have a way to update, evaluate, and change out those. But if you are dropping this into your game, like homemade style, right? Like you dropped it into your session zero and, you know, we're like, Hey, we're going to do like a bonding exercise to get all your characters linked together so that we have like kind of a shared goal kind of thing. And you're homebrewing this, then make sure that at the end of your sessions, you're having some sort of procedure mechanism reflection where players can kind of evaluate their bonds, change them up, like the wording on them. Like, oh, I still want to be bonded to your character, but I feel like after these adventures, it's we're not we're not really a, a mentor pupil. We're, like we're really more like peers now. Right. Right. And, and let that and let those evolve. Right. right? So make that space. Yeah. Uh, and if you need ideas, look at. Look at Fate Core, which has um, the thing where you can change out in any aspect after a session, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. All right. Those are some of our ideas about bonds and bonding. Mm-hmm. And before we go, Senda's is going to tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network.
1: I sure am. On the Gnome Cast, several gnomes from Gnomes Two get together and talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and avoid being thrown in the stew. Although I hear that Phil is immune, so it's just gnomes like me that get, like, you know, on the knife's edge about that.
0: I was there when those words were spoken. (laughs)
1: Hey, I'm going to bring up one more thing that is not on the script, and I'm just going to call it out really quickly. We are still running our pledge drive for the IGDN scholarship to Metatopia. Um, mm-hmm. Go check out the Misdirected Mark website, or you can find it a bunch of places on Twitter, direct links to it. There's all sorts of information. In a nutshell, we are matching pledges until we hit $250 towards that scholarship fund. And if you donate at least $5 and let us know about it, as you'll find on the website, there There's some discounts and cool stuff in it for you. So check that out.
0: Uh, Yeah. And when you check it out, you will find a few things like everybody is going to get coupons for a couple of engine products. And the person who donates the most money that we match will get a pick from the Encoded Designs catalog.
1: Yep. So cool things. Anyway, so check that out. But, cool, cool, cool. Moving on. Say, Senda,
0: where do people reach us on the internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums. They're real. They exist. They're awesome. Forums.misdirectedmark.com or check them out on the website. Or you can send us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And, Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information?
0: Please, 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 please send us your topics. This show uh, thrives and survives on the contribution of your topics. We like to talk about the things that you find interesting. We like to answer the questions that you have, Uh, and the only way we can do that is for you to give them to us. You can go to all the places that senda mentioned. You can leave topics, and even go into the forums and leave a topic because that's boss. Like right, that's that's really good. Um, Yeah, and we will put those topics to good use. We'll get them uh, turned into shows. Like it's like a machine. You just like dump. Like you know what it's like. It's like a coffee maker. Like just put put your topic in like in with the filter push the button and out comes a delicious cup of episode
1: right which you know bears some resemblance to the grounds of topic that you put in but correct depending on what anyway. flavor it is
0: more or less <laughs> anyway if you like what we do here <laughs> elsewhere on the misdirected mark network you can support our patreon campaign go to patreon.com/mmp patrons of the show get all sorts of good things access to our bonus outtakes which is very nineties centric this week. (laughs) You get the Mr. Mark after show. You get our pre-production show notes, access to our Slack room. You can come hang out and play Minecraft with us. And you get stuff like when encoded designs make stuff. A lot of times you get it first. In fact, if anyone gets it first, it's Kickstarter backers, patrons, public. Like that's the, um, that's the descending order in which we, we give stuff away. Anyway, Uh, We also like to do shout outs to our patrons, and we're going to shout out to three such patrons tonight.
1: Yeah. Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice. A good thing to be Duke of. And thank you, Andy. Troy Sandlin, thank you so much. And Donahue McCarthy, thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. All of you and all of our other patrons who help make this possible week after week. It's true. There's another thing that people can do that if they're already supporting the Patreon, which is awesome. And if they can't support the Patreon, which we totally understand, there's another thing you can do that's totally helpful for us. Um, Makes it easier for people to find us when they go looking for awesome podcasts. In fact, if you just go to Apple Podcasts and type awesome podcast, I believe we show up on the first uh, item.
1: I I find that less likely.
0: No? We should probably work on that. We should probably work on that. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I I, I blew, I I gave away the hint, but what's the thing that people can do?
1: Yeah, you totally blew it for me because I'm sure that they were all going to be shocked and surprised. You can leave us a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help people find the show, as Phil was saying, even if they actually have to type in the word panda instead of the word awesome or... Potentially, we would like them to be able to type in the word RPG and get pandas like that. Correct. Yes.
0: Cool. Say Senda. Yeah. Show me how you're going to create bonds with your next character in your next upcoming game.
1: This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got, hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got, hey, show me what you got. Show
0: me what you got, bloop Ta-da. Clicky. i want to do like a THX clicky, like. Like, gee. There. I
1: oh, know. I think between the two of us, I think we did a pretty good facsimile. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like that's like the thx sound, like from the movie theaters from the nineties.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah.
0: about. Yeah, you're actually old enough to know that reference.
1: I am actually old enough to know that reference. True facts. Bloop.
0: So I have to tell you, I was looking at. Um, I was looking at things for the ditch lily, um, like setting. Like, okay, so this is yeah. in the '90s. There are some yeah. things like when you play, you have to remember, like uh, internet cafe,
1: <laughs> Alta Vista, right?
0: Um, <laughs> n- like your cell phone was literally a cell phone, a phone. if you had yeah, one. If
1: you had one, because I sure did not. I. I didn't have a cell phone till like 1999.
0: Yeah, my first cell phone was a uh Nokia candy bar uh style phone and it was like 98 maybe.
1: Yeah, it was 99 and it wasn't mine. It was a shared like household cell phone between me and my dad that like whichever one of us could take it except then he also used it to call his mom and his aunt on the weekends because it had free long distance.
0: Yeah. Uh, my first one was like, <laughs> my, my first one was a uh, uh, prepaid because, oh, yeah. because I hardly ever used it. Like I just had it for right, emergencies, right, right. like in my, like in my, um, in my bag. And so I had, I had my pay, I had my Nokia candy bar then I had some I mean, other I mean, candy bar that was like, like forest green, but I really liked that phone actually as, as cell phones when I actually liked that phone a lot. Then I had, I like, um, <gasps>
1: Da, 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 da. Look at that!
0: You, you know you should first
1: generation you to, iPhone. You need
0: to box that up for Antiques Roadshow.
1: Uh, it's so tiny now in my hand. I mean, it's still a functional phone. I, I it doesn't have a. Oh my god! It's so fucking small.
0: You uh, what you call it?
1: Look, I have I have an array. Would you Would you care for an <laughs> iPhone? <laughs> I have a third gen. I have a. Fourth gen with a slightly broken screen. I have the first gen. No, that that first gen,
0: listen to me, you gotta box that thing up. Like that's I know. That's a thing like Xander takes to Antiques Roadshow and they're like, Oh yes, the first iPhone. Like this thing was quite you know, this thing was quite a stir.
1: It was. I mean it's 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 it stood up the test of time. It's it's in perfectly functional condition. Oh look, look, look. Okay. And here's a fifth generation iPhone. You're getting a tour of the like my backup phone technology drawer here.
0: Yeah, I had. Um,
1: oh, I missed this one. This was a good size.
0: I had the creative. <laughs> I think it was called the creative shuffle.
1: Like, like, look at this. This is the smallest eight that I could get. Like,
0: yeah, uh, my phone's huge I too.
1: I know, but it like literally doesn't fit in my hand or any pockets of any garment that I own.
0: No, mine. does, you know.
1: Patriarchy pockets. Give me back my pockets.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Bloop. Remember when you had to know phone numbers?
1: Yeah, I really do. Like, there are some phone numbers that are still in my memory indelibly forever, and then there are phone numbers of people who are actually really important in my life right now. I have. N- I, do you know my I phone mean, number? No. No, I don't know yours. <laughs> it's got some threes in it, I think. <laughs>
0: it, it definitely. It definitely does. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it definitely it definitely does have that
1: anyway we should we really need to start the show because we we're like do. nine minutes in we do and and maps and like atlases and stuff oh yeah for yeah, finding yeah yeah D- totally going. there's gonna
0: be some funny there's gonna be some uh 90s stuff like I, you know things like there was you know in the early part of the 90s there was no internet there was aol
1: yes <laughs> I remember those days.
0: You had your free, you know, maybe your free hundred hours like from the from the uh C D.
1: I mean, what's really hilarious about that is that like even then, um my dad was like already pretty hippie and like was using local internet service. Bloop. Oh yeah, it was dialing Dee
0: dee Yes. I was actually um I was actually a super um I was a super early AOL user like I I like I used AOL like AOL 1.0 like Right. Okay.
1: We have got to let's, start the show. Get
0: going. <laughs> let's get going. That's a lot of intro. We're not There's doing anything on the back end of this. This is all sure, the outtakes. You
1: say that now. All right. <laughs> the rest of the outtakes will be embedded within the audio itself.
0: All right. Bloop. <laughs>
1: i don't know everybody was measuring this on a scale of one to beefness
0: yes i uh well i mean there's a beefness level event taking place tonight the word bonding is gonna come up a whole bunch we'll see it's not gonna help if you giggle when we say it the first time
1: i know which is not good okay
0: Alrighty, are you welcome? Are you welcome? I-
1: <laughs> what can I say? You're welcome. Except
0: you're welcome. Bloop. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your previously any nominated hosts.
1: And your name is? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: I always forget that. I just okay. assume people know who I am. You, you anyway, get
1: really excited about the cool thing you've inserted and you forget the name.
0: Part. I did. <laughs> Bloop. Bonding bonds. Bonding bonds. Uh, that's a great <laughs> topic. It's a topic I could talk about forever.
1: <laughs> oh, oh that, you want me to do the that, line
0: again? Sure. I is can that do the, the
1: sentence? <laughs> no, <laughs> just, no, that's fine. It got all um, bondy bond weird. Sh- sh- bondy bond.
0: Did I, did I get all bound up? We? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bloop. I thought you wanted to finish the show tonight.
0: <laughs> all right, let's come on. Come on, chop, chop. All right. Oh,
1: that was totally um, your fault, just to be clear. Bloop. Yeah, so to do that, we need to talk a bit about player bonds. And before we can do that, our Definition Panda is going to set up some terms for tonight.
0: I, I think I mistyped that. I think we want to talk about character bonds. Oh, did we bond? say player bonds is a t- <laughs> Oh no. Player, player oh, no. bonding. Player oh, bonding is a completely that's our other show. Wait. <laughs> did you do that intentionally? I really didn't. I just saw it in there and I was like, wait, that's wrong. Okay. It should be character bonding. I just
1: fixed it. No one was All will right, ever try know. that again.
0: <laughs> The anatomy of a bond is pretty simple, right? We have two or more characters. We'll keep it simple for tonight. We'll just go with two, but if we could have more characters um right. in a in a bonding event. It could be a, a
1: poly a poly bonding event.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him. I got him. <laughs> 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 Almost had it. Almost. I <laughs> you had to do that, huh? I really did.
1: <laughs> I
0: Just saw had to the go there, huh?
1: and I took it.
0: <laughs> Let's try that again.
1: Okay. Bloop. So when it comes to bonding with other players, here's some tips. Um, whoa, whoa. Yes. What? Oh,
0: when it comes to bonding, bonding with other characters,
1: <laughs> you really.
0: I do this too with character death and player <laughs> death. I like know. this is that thing where I constantly am like and player death and it's like no, but not dead players.
1: <laughs> All right. Show me what you got. Show me get. what you got. Show me what you got. There was something I was really going to say. It was funny and I don't remember what it was.
0: Bloop. 40 minutes.
1: It had to do with bombs. I know. Look at that. It's going to be a terrible to edit though.
0: Yes, well. We
1: were a some... disaster
0: there's some giggles in there
1: it's still not as bad as the beefness admittedly
0: no 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 so in retrospect i'll go on twitter and now rank this this was like a it was like this a, was like a it was 7 like a,
1: nah, it was a 7 because you actually lost it on mics which has only happened one other time before correct yeah
0: yeah so actually we, can, we i won't even say it's a 7 it was like a 6 it
1: was like, like a 6 it was a 5 it, or a 6 on the beefness scale yeah
0: it's not a 5 or 6 beefness event <laughs> Say goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Wow.